Hi guys. So I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm so fucking tired. Like unbelievably tired. I went out last night and, cause obviously everything shuts at 11.30. So I was in bed by midnight. Like I'm pretty sure I was asleep by at least one. Woke up kind of late. So shouldn't actually be this tired, but I am. So if I sound a bit bleh, I mean, I think I always sound a bit bleh, whatever bleh means. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why. <clears throat> Oh my god, I should shut my window. Fuck, I can't be bothered, sorry. Um, yeah, let's do, let's do a weekly update. No, I gotta shut my window, someone's making noise. Hold up, guys, hold up. Oh my god, a professional, she's a professional. Did you guys hear that massive bang? Oh my god, I'm literally walking across my room, like, speaking to this podcast, like, what the fuck? Okay, let's get back into it. So, what happened this week? Um... Actually, I don't know. I've just been working out so much. Like, honestly, doing, like, two or three soul cycle classes a day and not really seeing anyone just because, like... I mean, I've tried to explain this to some people. Some people don't get it. Some people do. But I'm just, like, not really feeling myself on these antidepressants yet. So I don't want to put that on anybody else. I don't want anybody else to have to, like, see me be the way I am. Not that there's anything wrong with it, I'm just like, I want to come to terms with it first. So I've seen like a few people, um, but yeah, not being the most sociable person in the world right now. And that's fine. To be honest, I feel like my period's coming up. I feel like I say that on every single episode, but I have one of those periods where like, um, I get like, PMS pains and then the moodiness and then the period. So honestly, it's like a three week thing. So I probably always am saying, I feel like I'm coming on my period soon because I am just in a constant state of rattiness. Anyways, um, I hit 250 rides at SoulCycle, which was cool. Um, I went to a reformer Pilates class called Carve in Kensington. And that was really fun. I'm not really the biggest fan of reformer Pilates, but I went and it's like, if you've been to Solid Core in New York, it's kind of like that. And I really like Solid Core. So yeah, it was a good vibe. I just fucking burnt the next day. Like my glutes were on fire, which is good, I guess. Um, and oh yeah, now I can say the exciting thing that I think I mentioned before. I'm doing like this TikTok takeover with Estrid, the shaving brand. And here's a funny little manifestation story. When I first started making TikToks, I was always like, oh, if I ever, like actually no, not when I first started, when I first like started having brands reach out to me, I was like, oh, if I ever had like a brand collaboration, I would love for Estrid to work with me. And I didn't ever do anything about it. Like I didn't reach out to them. I didn't like message them or anything. I just said it to myself, wrote it in my notes app. And I was like, that would be cool. And then I remember I was on the bus. Um, I don't know where the hell I was going, but I was on the bus and I was having a really shitty day. And then I checked my emails and Estrid reached out to me and was like, we'd love for you to take over our TikTok for two weeks. And I was like, fuck, like this is insane. And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing for the past two days. And it's two weeks long. And um, what else? What else? Uh, hmm, no, can't think of anything. But yeah. Anyways, talking of manifestation and law of manifestation and things like that, 
I want to talk about the law of assumption. And I'm going to Google this so I don't get it wrong. So, law of assumption. Oh, I spelled assumption wrong because apparently I didn't go to school. Okay, let's get ready to read with Mary. The law of assumption dictates everything that happens in this world. Whatever you assume is true, regardless if it... Mm, there we go, already messed up. Regardless if it really is true or false, will harden into fact. To become successful at manifesting means to become successful at creating and managing our assumptions. So the way I perceive that is like what you think becomes reality because the universe has to make it a reality, if that makes sense. And I guess that's kind of true. And the reason I've been thinking about it is because I saw this video of this person saying that if you think that people don't like you, they won't like you because it will become a reality. And if you think that someone doesn't like treat you right, that's how you're going to perceive everything that they do. But if you flip it on its head and you're like, this person really does like me, they're just not showing it properly, or like maybe they're shy or something like that, then that will be the reality. And I was like, okay, that is so interesting because I feel like there are specific people that I've done that with. I'm like, oh, they don't like me. And then they might actually like me, but my reality is that they don't, you know, because I've convinced myself that that's true. But the way I've been thinking about it the most is with my, um, let's say, abandonment issues. <laughs> and I have always kind of gone into relationships, like friendships, whatever, thinking that they'll end, which is obviously a really bad way to perceive any relationship. But I just kind of assume that people will leave me. And because of this, if I do fall out with someone or we do distance ourselves or we just stop talking or whatever. My brain's just like, well, you knew this would happen. You said this would happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. So is that like the law of assumption? Because I perceive that to be reality and it is. And I thought I was alone in the way that I thought about relationships and friendships for a while until I was listening to, I think it might've been Megan Rinks's podcast. Um, and this was years ago, like years and years ago, or maybe it was in a video she did, I can't remember, but I think it was Megan Rinks. And she was basically saying that, like she would always get these boyfriends and like expect the relationship to be over in a year's time. And so she would like wake up a year into dating them and be like, yeah, like I don't wanna be with you anymore. Until she met her current boyfriend who, that like that time came around and she was like, no, I'm in love with him. I really think it's Megan Rinks. Like I hope it's Megan Rinks and I haven't just like told an incorrect story about her and her boyfriend, but I think it's her. But yeah, and I was like, that's so interesting because I do the same with friendships. Like I always reach like a two year mark and I'm like, oh, they're gonna do something that's gonna upset me or piss me off. And then we're not gonna be friends anymore. And there's, obviously exceptions to it. Like I have like three friends who I'm like, you're actually not allowed to leave me. Like I refuse. Like if we fall out, I will turn up at your doorstep and we will make up like, no. Um, but everybody else, I'm kind of like, oh, all right, see ya. And then I won't like try because I just expected it to happen. And it's definitely something I'm working on because I can't spend the rest of my life like that, you know? <laughs> but I think it stems from like one bad fallout. And for, especially when you fall out with someone who you thought would be there forever. And I very much now know that like, 
nothing lasts forever. Even the good things, even the bad things, all the in-between, like nothing lasts forever. And I'm very okay with that. But I think like when you're younger, you don't perceive life like that yet. Like your brain hasn't experienced like the fallouts and the pain of friendship and stuff like that. And so you put so much pressure onto these friendships that when they don't last, and like that's normal, it's fine for friendships to not last. But when you're so young and that happens, I think if it's bad, like if it's a bad friendship breakup, it like creates this template in your brain of how every friendship is going to be. And I realized that like that's something that I literally need to unpack and sit down and work on because it's really not bad, but like it's affecting my friendships. And I don't have that many. <laughs> um, but also I like to look at the good and the bad of any situation, whether it's good or bad in itself. And I do think that being like this has made me value the friendships that I do have a lot more. And so now I just have to take that kind of like law of negative law of assumption, let's say, and only take the positives from that and then learn to like just take friendships as they come rather than expecting them to end because that is not is not good the way I said that as like a teacher that is not good that is not good guys um but yeah just wanted to get that one off my chest it is in fact boiling in England right now it's raining but it's boiling yesterday was the hottest day of the year I believe um and I did two soul cycle classes. I was literally sweating more outside than I was in the studio. But yeah, it's so hot. Oh my God. And oh fuck. And I've just turned off my fan and shut my window so there's no noise whilst recording this. So I have started sweating because I have the hottest room in the house. So I am fucking boiling. I hate summer so much. Oh wait, also talking about friendships. This is something I'm very proud of. Um, within the past two weeks, I've met up with two people who I know from like online friendships, one of which I have genuinely known most of my life, like a good 10, 11 years. Uh, we knew each other from early Stan Twitter days. We were, we're both the same age. So we were both like 11, 10, maybe at the time that we were on Stan Twitter and we kind of watched each other grow up. Um, and we never met for some reason. We're probably in the same places at the same time, but we just never met. And then she came to London the other day and messaged me. And she was like, want to go get food and a couple drinks? And we did. And honestly, I'll be so real. I, I said yes, because I'm trying to say yes to things that scare me. I said yes. And I knew that I would enjoy myself. And I knew that, not that it was essential, but like it was essential. Like I've literally known this girl most of my life and we've never met. So I was like, okay, we have to meet. But I was so anxious. I was so scared. I always feel like in those situations, I'm not going to live up to people's expectations. And I was just like in my own head about it and really nervous. And I was like, I just want to be like the best version of me. And then I really had to sit myself down and be like, she knows me probably better than most people. Like if I've met someone through an online friendship, they probably know me better than the people who I've met naturally and organically in real life. And 
but actually I don't like saying naturally as if online friendships aren't natural, but you guys know what I mean. But yeah, we went out and it was honestly amazing and we're so similar. And it was like one of those moments that I've spoken about on the podcast before. Like when you meet someone and you just think, oh my God, like we are so similar and it makes you feel so seen. And it was such a fun, like dinner date, drinks date, whatever. And we just had like such in-depth conversations about so many different things and friendships and dating and just everything. And it was so good. And I was like, oh, I really needed this. I really needed a reminder that there are people who I haven't met yet who will make me feel seen and make me feel loved. And then I met up with someone else who we actually have all of the same friends from being on Stan Twitter, but we actually never followed each other. But she watched my TikToks and then followed me on Instagram and messaged me. And I followed her back because I was like, oh my God, how do we literally know all of the same people? And we went out for drinks yesterday. Honestly, one of the best nights I've had this year. Like so, so much fun. So similar, just like great vibes. And I don't know, it's just like, as much as I have this really hard time with friendship sometimes, and I feel like I would much rather just be alone and not have any friends because I feel like a lot of my experiences with friendships have been bad or like I've been really disappointed and I put so much pressure on friendships and being the best friend I can be that sometimes I feel like I've let myself down too. I feel like meeting new people and putting myself out there to have these new friendships is something that I owed myself and something that I've owed myself for a really long time. And this is just like a reminder to anybody that needs it because I do get people messaging me sometimes like, how are you so confident to go out and do these things? And like, how do you not get anxious? And how blah, 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 basically, you know what I'm trying to say. I say blah, blah, blah a lot, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, And the truth is I do, like I get really anxious. I'm, I'm naturally such an anxious person. Um, and so doing these things is scary. It scares me, honestly, but I always have to remind myself that the outcome more often than not will be positive. There's always a chance that it will be awkward and you won't click with that person. Of course there is, but you'll never know if you don't go out and try. And I mean, it was the same with doing things by myself. I used to hate doing things by myself. I wouldn't even go to the grocery shop by myself. And I never like made friends come with me because I just don't really like asking things from people. But I'd always be like to my mum, please, can you come to Tesco with me because I don't want to go by myself? Or like, please, can we go to Whole Foods because I don't want to go by myself? And now I will literally walk around Whole Foods by myself for fun, like just just for vibes. And I grew to really like my own company. And I feel like that's probably the biggest thing. If you can like grow to love your own company, meeting other people for the first time isn't as nerve wracking. It's still scary, like obviously, but... I think if you're content with your own personality, then it becomes a lot easier. And people hate their personalities for a multitude of different reasons. Like, I remember I used to think that like my personality was really obnoxious and loud and annoying because that's what people had told me. And then you have to sit back and be like, why do people say these things? Is it because it's something that they're lacking? Or is it because it's intimidating to them? Or is it because you're being you and they don't like that? 
And once you get comfortable with your personality traits and the things that make you you, I think going out and being comfortable, being open and raw for the first time when meeting new people, because it does kind of feel like a fresh wound, right? And this is probably a disgusting analogy, but it feels like a fresh wound meeting someone for the first time. And as you click and as you mesh and as you realize that it's not as scary as you thought it was, the wound starts to heal and it starts to like scab over. That's why I said it was disgusting because scabs are nasty. But if you're not okay with what you bring to the table, then you might think that it was worse than it was because you'll be reflecting on how you were perceived. And honestly, like who the fuck wants to be perceived? It's a weird thought, but everybody's being perceived. Like we're all being perceived 24 seven. You might as well be perceived by someone who could potentially change your life and bring so much happiness than just not, you know? I don't know. It's like, there are so many situations where I'm like, the outcomes being positive outweigh the possibility of there being negative outcomes. So go and do it. Go and put yourself out there. Do one small thing that scares you. And it will change you. Eventually it will change you because those small things that scare you will start to become normal things for you. And you'll probably find new things that scare you and you keep doing those because life evolves and we evolve and we have new fears and we have new things that we're confident in. But because we're, we're changing all the time, we become more capable of doing more things that we thought we'd never do. Don't stay stagnant in your life, besties. If you're gonna take one thing from this ramble, do not stay stagnant in your life. Uh, another kind of update that I probably should have said at the beginning. Uh, I just had lunch before I filmed this. Record, oh my God, recorded this. Um, and I was gonna order food, but I was honestly so hungry. Like my stomach was making so many noises. So I was like, okay, let's go to the kitchen. Absolutely nothing. So I had um, chicken and kale in a wrap. Like that was it. No sauce nothing else, no other vegetables. That was it. And I'm still starving. So I am very excited for dinner. Oh, I also had a banana. Also another update. Oh my God. Honestly, I said nothing's happened. That's a lie. Um, I had an allergic reaction and I get allergic reactions all the time. I'm honestly allergic to everything, but I have had this allergic reaction before and it's to the Bioderma micellar water. Oh my God. Sorry. I didn't mean for my phone to make a noise. I thought it was on silent. Um, yeah, the Bioderma Micellar Water, which is actually for sensitive skin, but it's that extremely overpriced makeup remover, basically. And I used it once before and it made my eye swell up and like disgustingly swell up. Like my eyelid looked like a balloon and I like woke my parents up because I woke up to it and it was like 5am because I remember I had a 7am soul cycle class. And I ordered a taxi to class because I was like, I'm not getting on the train looking like this. I was so embarrassed. My eye was stinging. So when I was sweating in class, it really hurt. But that time wasn't as bad. Like the sweat, by the time I left the house, the swelling had gone down a little. I still looked like I had two eyes that belonged to two different people, but it was okay. But I had the exact same allergic reaction the other day on the other eye. And this one was bad. Like it was Oh my God, it was horrific. My eye was shut. I couldn't see out of one eye and it like burnt through my skin. And so I had a massive scab on my eyelid, which I've now ripped off because I do, did not want that there. Um, but yeah, that Bioderma micellar water really fucked me over. And the reason I used it again before anyone's like, well, if you had an allergic reaction once before, why did you do it again? 
I didn't know that that's what caused my first allergic reaction. I thought it was my mascara. So I stopped using that mascara, but it was actually the makeup remover. But yeah, anyways, that was an update nobody asked for, but God, I was crying. And I was like, thank God I did not book a workout class for today because pff, I would have lost my money because I would not have gone. I looked awful, so bad. Also, back on the topic of like friendships ending, I don't mean for that to sound like friendships shouldn't end or they don't end. Obviously they do, that's natural. Not everybody is supposed to stay in your life because we change. Like that's such a big part of life changing and becoming different people in different points of your life and all of those people that you are make you the one individual that you are. But it's not always because of you that those people will leave, which I also think is a really important thing to understand. It may feel like it's because of you because you've changed or you've outgrown that friendship, but in terms of like placing blame, it's not always going to be your fault. And we get involved in friendships and relationships with people, which in itself comes with risk. And we take a risk with every new relationship in our life. We take a risk with meeting new people and allowing people in and being vulnerable because those things are scary. Because, you know, the whole getting to know each other again from the beginning is an intimidating thing because you expose yourself to this person to let them in and what's meant for you will always be for you at any point in your life. It may not come when you think you need it but it will arrive and that might be a peace of mind about a friendship. Maybe you realise that a friendship wasn't meant to last and for years you've spent time hating yourself or beating yourself up because you feel like it was your fault but eventually you'll realise that you learn a lot from that friendship or you realise that that friendship created a template of the people that you don't want in your life. Why did something just bang outside my window? Oh my god, I really hope you couldn't hear that. There is always sound effects in this podcast, honestly. I don't even need to use the sound effects that come on my MacBook. I've just got the London life outside my window. But I think more than anything, when it comes to friendships, also realise that that relationship is two people. It's two individuals who should always be working on themselves. And because of that, things may come to an end. It doesn't need to be something that you take and run with it, that everything's going to end. Because even if everything does end, memories last forever, right? And that's that cringy, like, Tumblr quote, like, oh, memories last forever, whatever. But it's true. You know, when you look back on moments of your life and you think of the good times, you think of the happy memories, even if someone that you don't speak to anymore is in those memories, the memory isn't completely tarnished. It's not completely tainted. You know that in that moment you needed that person and that person brought joy into your life despite how things ended, despite what may have happened between you or nothing may have happened. You may have just grown apart and you may feel like sentimental and you may miss them. But honestly, you are worth more than living in constant fear that you'll be abandoned. And you are worth more than the knock-on effects that happen when you consistently have that fear. If people leave, people leave. It's a part of life. Someone better will come knocking. Someone will arrive that makes you feel like it finally makes sense. You get why the friendship didn't work. You get why you went through what you went through. I think another massive thing with bad experiences in our life in terms of 
like friendships and relationships because I guess that's what this podcast is about but we can let those things take away the parts of us that made us who we were and we can stop letting the light within us shine for a bit because we feel like we weren't good enough for a friendship and so we then start to take it out on ourselves, and we start to change who we are to fit a mold that we think people will like and honestly there is I mean I don't want to be hyperbolic and say there is nothing worse but one of the worst feelings is trying to be friends with someone who doesn't want to be friends with you or like admiring someone who just like couldn't care about you and I think that in itself is worse than having someone leave you because that whole relationship that you have with this person now feels like it's you having to prove yourself and prove your worth and you don't have to prove your worth to anyone that isn't you People who are meant to be in your life will see your worth, they will see your value, they will see that you have so much to offer. If you feel like you're consistently trying to prove that you're good enough to be someone's friend, good enough to be someone's girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, that person isn't for you, because they can't see that yet. And I guess in terms of dating, you might be thinking, well, I need to show them everything I have, otherwise they won't be interested like I need to show them all the good things about me and I need to prove myself to them so they'll date me that's not how it's meant to work it's not meant to be that difficult I think something that is glamorized is like the chase and how difficult things need to be that shit's not meant to be difficult most of my best friendships have just fell into place they were all happy accidents that just fell into place I can't think back to the beginning of my good friendships and think of a time where I was having to prove that I was worthy of being this person's friend. And this goes back to this whole idea that sometimes we put people on a pedestal and we glorify them and make them seem like this godlike figure. Nobody, nobody needs you to do that because it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help them. It doesn't help you. Nobody needs you to do that. You can admire people 100%, but this negative effect that it can have on your brain where you look up to them in a way where you then look down on yourself is not necessary for making friends. It's not necessary for starting relationships. It's a toxic mindset. It really is. And it will make you feel so bad about yourself because you will constantly, constantly be putting more pressure on yourself than necessary to be what you think somebody else wants, which may not be you. And that's how we get lost. That's how we lose parts of ourselves. Trying to be the person that somebody needs when it's not us. And it's a hard realization. Sometimes you just realize you're not meant to be in someone else's life or they're not meant to be your friend or your significant other, but you'll get over that. You'll get over the fact that they weren't meant to be in your life. Something that's harder to get over is realizing that you lost yourself on the way. Because at the end of the day, you're the only person that has to fix that. You're the only person that has to put yourself back together. You are the only person that puts yourself back together every single time. And because you are the only person that does that, isn't it better to just be you from the get-go and not have to deal with that and avoid the pain that comes with realizing that you gave so much of yourself to somebody who didn't care? Because, I mean, it will happen. It will happen. I'm not saying don't do it because it's sometimes not a choice. We don't even realize that we're doing it until the moment's passed and we realize that we have this kind of empty feeling in our chest. But be open to the fact that not everybody's for you. And you're not for everybody, but you have to be open to that. You can't just go into life thinking that everybody is meant to be in your life. Not everybody that walks into your life is meant to stay. 
not everybody that walks by you is meant to be in your life. So yeah, oh my God, I feel like an actual motivational speaker, even though I don't know if anything I'm saying is motivational. But, oh, this is going to be a short podcast episode because I feel like now I, I don't really want to go into different topics. You know, like I normally speak about a bunch of different things in one episode, but I don't really want to do that. I kind of like that this is all about the perception of people and friendships and the law of assumption, even though those are different topics, but they all interlink. So let me leave this here um, and just say, remember your worth, besties. You are worth so much more than you probably think you are, but you do not have to prove that to anybody else.